You're listening to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. Thoughts from a Southern Witch. Should have studied witchcraft. Should have learned to ride a broom. So me and my black cat could fly through the skies underneath the moon. Listen to Bell, Book, and Candle with Mela Borowski. You're in for a treat today as we have Jane Hill with us today. Jane is a modern mystic living in the Scottish borders with her husband and her cat. She's a meditation coach, a spiritual coach, helping others to connect with their true, authentic self. She suffered in earlier years, she's 62 now, with anxiety and panic attacks, and her meditative journeys to the other world helped and still help her to manage these. She's recently published her first book, Six Enchantments, short stories or meditations to help readers find peace and calm in their life. Jane, welcome. Thank you very much, Mella. It's really nice to be here. Thank you. Would you care to tell us just a little bit more about yourself? Well, gosh, it's, um, yeah, I mean, the introduction gives the, the basics, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I'm Scottish. I live in the southern part of Scotland about 16 miles south of Edinburgh. So I'm very much a lowland Scot. Um, I grew up near Edinburgh. I've always lived around here. And um, for the past 30 years, particularly, I've been on a spiritual journey. And that spiritual journey really is developing all the time. Um, It particularly, started when I was suffering from very bad anxiety and panic attacks, of course. But it goes back much further into childhood, really. The work that I do, this meditation work, is really something that I started doing for myself when I first started having these panic attacks. But now I really offer it to other people so that they can benefit from it as well. And just recently I've been thinking that it's not so much Meditation, visualization, being in touch with nature, because my meditation imagery is all about nature. Mm-hmm. That is very helpful with managing stress and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But more recently, I've been thinking that I'm working more, the pattern is that I work more with people who have sort of come through the worst of that mm-hmm. and have helped themselves in some way to come through the worst of that. And they're sort of looking for the next phase. So I was thinking about it the other day, and I got very excited about this, in terms of the Sleeping Beauty story, because they've woken up from their prison. They've fought their way through the brambles and the thickets. Mm. And they're ready to embark on their new life. And my meditation work, my coaching and spiritual coaching, is really about helping people discover what that might be and what that new and more authentic life might mean for them. And of course, it still helps with anxiety and stress management, but that's perhaps the stage before the stage that I work with people at, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. I love that analogy. So I've never been to Scotland but I have been told that my ancestors are from the Isle of Skies, and I know a lot of my listeners uh, mm-hmm. have never been to Scotland. So could you just for a moment paint us a picture of what it's like to be a mystic living 
on the Scottish borders. Give us a taste of what it looks like, what it feels like. Right, okay. Well, um, I live in a very rural part of Scotland. Although it's only 16 to 20 miles south of Edinburgh, I'm surrounded by fields and countryside. And the the countryside is quite open and quite bare. There's not a lot of trees, which is something that the local authority is trying to change. We're wanting more trees to be planted here. So I'm surrounded by farmland, which is mostly sheep, actually, mostly sheep. Uh, Very gentle hills, very, very gentle hills, not mountains, and they're very green. And I'm very fortunate to have lived in this house for the past 20 years, where we have a tiny little, it's about an acre of ground, a tiny little wood, trees that were planted before we came here, and what we Scots call a burn running through it, a stream running through it. Okay. Now, the interesting thing about this is, when people see or visit or see photos of my garden they think oh your meditations came from living here but in fact i was still living in edinburgh when my meditation work started and my imagery came to me and it's because of those that i live here and that i found this house so the meditations helped me to find this house which has all the things in it that the garden anyway has all the things in it that appear maybe not all of them because a stone circle appears in the meditations that's not in my garden um but everything else pretty much (laughs) came to me in my meditations and um i really think that the meditations the journeys i made into the other world helped me to find this home so I hope that helps to paint a little bit of a picture as to where I live and what my surroundings are like. Yeah, it definitely does. It sounds just beautiful. Talk to us about meditation. And and you, you mentioned it a little bit, but for somebody who is really struggling with, with what meditation is and they think that it's one certain thing, just give us a brief overview of what you feel like meditation really involves. Yes. This is quite a big subject. Um, Mm -hmm. There's lots of different types of meditation, all with the same aim, which is to help the, you know, to gain a calm mind and inner peace. But, but for me, meditation is something much more like. I'm not saying I'm a shaman, but it's much more like a shamanic journey to the other world. So this all came to me rather unexpectedly about getting on for 20, um, 30 years ago, where I sat down to write about something. And to my surprise, I found that my writing was writing itself, if you like. Mm. And I was embarking on a visit to another place, another world. Over the years, I've explored it, found more of that other world, and it's a kind of sacred landscape. In that sacred landscape, I visit different areas. I meet a sacred tree at the heart of a forest. I, I, I meet my guides and companions. I visit a stone circle. There's a sacred pool within the forest. And each of these places 
helps me to connect with a different a different aspect so there's divine love compassion joy wisdom in each of these places so encountering a hawthorn tree helps me to connect with my true authentic self and that's a self that is about divine love joy and wisdom there are other aspects of it which enable me to feel that I'm being healed, uh, my spirit's being healed, and I can send that out to other people. So there is imagery, landscape imagery about the sacred landscape, but at the heart of each meditation, there's an encounter with a particular quality, and that can be inner peace, calm, healing for the spirit, divine wisdom, divine love it's quite a tricky one to answer actually but yeah for me it is about connecting with those qualities that we all have within us Mm -hmm. um but which we want to connect with and awaken and nourish Mm -hmm. for our own benefit and for the benefit of others around us okay and it sounds like there is a, a big connection between what someone would call journeying and meditation Are there differences in that? Well, I can't claim to be an expert about that. But for me, my meditation is about journeying. Okay, great. And being in this landscape and then Mm -hmm. encountering these beautiful divine qualities that we have within ourselves. You feel like we have maybe this untapped energy of various aspects, love, joy, inside of us what do you think keeps people from tapping into that as easily yeah that's a really interesting question i mean i think we're just not encouraged from our earliest times to see ourselves as beings of love or joy or wisdom we don't see ourselves in this context and when i began my work for myself it was you know and feel at a time when i felt very vulnerable and very unwell Um, I really was quite unwell I think to encounter this seemed like the most fantastic blessing and revelation really Mm. and it seemed to come at the right time just when one's at one's most one's lowest point yeah you discover that actually these things are within you Mm. as to why people don't connect I think it's simply that we don't know we just don't realise it's there until it is in some way awakened or called out or we have such a deep need for it that we connect with it. Awake, my dear. Be kind to your sleeping heart. Take it out into the vast fields of light and let it breathe. By Hafiz, the Sufi poet. Our bodies have a way of storing, in physical form, the memories of past repetitive actions. The dancer's feet gnarl with broken bones, the football player's back ever aches, the rider's wrists whine angrily. We fit our bodies to our occupations and avocations. We take the physical form of our intangible avatars. We fit our members to the screen, to the keyboard, to the desk, to the bedside, to the office, to the factory. This mortal frame becomes our composition, intentionally or not. 
We may not be our bodies, but our bodies do receive the imprints of our thoughts and actions. This evening, take a scan of your body from head to toe. Notice any pain or tension, and then explore it more deeply. If you notice pain in your shoulder, for example, is it a sharp, tight pain or a dull ache? Is it the weariness of an honest day's work or a sign of some injury? You need not go into a long monologue, just take note of the pain. Then breathe deeply into that painful space, willing healing, and rest into your body. Repeat this exercise two or three times before you reach for the medicine bottle. And this comes from A Mindful Evening, Complete Each Day with a Calm Mind and Open Heart by David Dillard Wright, Ph.D. advice for someone that is completely new to meditating and they want to start this meditation practice? I think one thing I would say, and I often say this to people, is that all types of meditation are aiming for the same aim, but not every variety of meditation suits everybody. So you do have to try a different, you know, see what works for you. For me, it was imagery, visiting the other world seeing things and exploring things as it seems in a real place. Other people may wish to simply focus on the breath. You know, they may wish to sit down for two minutes, you know, every so often and just breathe. Mm -hmm. Other people may wish to, I don't know, concentrate on an object, candle, a bowl of water, something peaceful. There's mindfulness, which is, you know, you could go for a mindful walk. You can be mindful in your many daily activities. Yeah. Although I think that's something that takes quite a lot of practice to do. The most important thing I would say to anybody wanting to start a meditation practice is simply to start, you know, and not be too... um, heavy-handed about it just say I'm going to sit down for five minutes and be peaceful yeah. Yeah. Um, and see what happens with no expectation just with the the wish to give yourself this gift of this beautiful five minutes yeah I love that it's it's a gift you give yourself and I think I would mm-hmm. encourage anyone to start like that yeah that's great advice is there a most memorable kind of adventure or meditative journey that you've gone on in the other world that you would love to tell us about? Oh, I've had many really beautiful and blessed experiences um, in this other world. Um, And it is hard to single anyone out. Mm. I run a Facebook group called The Secret Meditation Garden and Mm. At Christmas Eve, I led a meditation which many people have said they really liked, where, and I'm not talking about this now in terms of it being a meditation, I'm just going to tell you what happened. Um, But I often take people to a stone circle. So at this stone circle, there are two taller stones that are the entrance. We wait to go in, and as we enter the circle, there in the distance is the star because it's twilight. 
and this is the star of the solstice. And this star shines its blessed and beautiful light on us all, mm. giving us such deep peace at the heart of midwinter, when everything is at its darkest, and the days are short, the light is short, and we're given this promise of light and renewal and rebirth. And that, that in brief, was some of the most recent and most beautiful meditation I think mm -hmm. I've had. But there have been many others where, you know, you're just enchanted mm -hmm. by the beauty and the, the healing and the blessing of these, these sacred places. And do you write about, in your book, Six Enchantments, is this the th sort of thing that you write about in there? Yes. I mean, shameless plug coming up here, Mela. Here is my book. <laughs> All right. Six Enchantments. Here is Six yes. Enchantments. A very slim volume. And there are six short stories in here. Hmm. And they lead us through some aspects of the sacred landscape. Okay. The first one is the Hawthorne Tree where we meet a tree at the heart of the forest and we connect with our true self. Then there's the stone cairn where the golden, warm golden light shines out into us. We become a being of golden light. The third one, we meet our guides and companions. Then there's the stone circle where we have... In the stone circle, generally, we meet really strong, pure energy and joy and real strength and deep, deep energy from the stones. The fifth one, we sit by the stream, which we call a burn in Scotland, and the burn sings to us, and we are enchanted by the song of the burn. And the sixth one is the sacred pool, where we kind of receive a blessing as we step into the pool, and we know that we're kind of reborn, and we've got this new life ahead of us, our new spiritual life is ahead of us. So it's very beautifully illustrated by a Facebook friend, Edward Foster, and here is the hawthorn tree, which he's drawn very beautifully. Wow, that is beautiful. And there are illustrations for each of the chapters, each of the stories. It's really a journey that somebody could take through each one, and yeah. it tells them, it gives them a guide of doing yes. this meditation. Beautiful. Yeah, it does take you through a progression, a sort of progression of mm -hmm. various aspects of the place and of yourself as well. And where can people purchase this book? Well, it's available on Amazon, so okay. they can buy. It can be bought as a paperback or an ebook on Amazon. Okay, perfect. Six enchantments. <laughs> and so you also do spiritual coaching and meditation work with people individually, and that is that something you do online? So if they're not yes. close to you, okay. Yes. Tell us more about that and how they can work with you. Yes. Um. Up until the recent event you know the recent pandemic i used to work with people face to face and of course i've discovered that actually working remotely online is just as good so um i'm i mostly work with people via facebook messenger actually okay a video call either whatsapp or messenger and i offer at the moment a course where you can work with me for 12 weeks where we work through the book so mm. week about, I lead a meditation ba based on one of the meditations in my book. And the following week, we reflect on that and what work person has done with that meditation throughout the week and what that's kind of brought up for them. 
mm-hmm. and that's the kind of spiritual coaching bit as well as you know the sort of meditation coaching so that I lead a meditation they practice that meditation throughout the week then we reflect on that in our following session that sounds wonderful yeah that's kind of my main offering at the moment to work with me over 12 weeks one hour session a week doing that and of course I have my Facebook group the secret meditation garden as well so I lead meditations in that and post other stuff there as well I do like working one-to-one with people because they it's fascinating how people I, I have my sacred landscape but people always have their own sacred landscape and their own experience of that meditation which is specific and personal to them that's what I love about it I really love that you do offer this course where you're going through the book and it's it's like a hands-on teaching of how to use it so I, I think that's awesome that you offer that I would love it if people would join my Facebook group. That would be really nice because um, we're quite a small, well, not that small, but we're a friendly group and um, I enjoy working with the group as well. I really like that. And of course, members of the group will find out much more about what I'm doing and what I'm offering in the future. And I'm going to be really increasing my offers and the way I deliver things as well to people in the near future, I hope. And do you have a website that you can give us or how do we reach you besides the Facebook group? Yeah, so my website is amethystliving.co.uk. Okay. Amethyst as in the gemstone, amethystliving.co.uk. And people can connect with me and email me via the website if they'd like to do that. If they'd like to ask me anything, connect with me in any way, whatever. It'd be great to hear from you. Any final words for us? It's just really nice to be here to talk with you, Mela. It's very nice to meet you. And uh, I really hope that people have enjoyed hearing a little bit about what I do. And it's encouraged some people perhaps to take their first step with meditation or encourage them to continue in their practice. I hope so too. I can't imagine not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, thank you. It's been really nice to be your guest here. And I really enjoyed speaking to you. And thanks for inviting me. Thank you. You're very welcome. It's been a blessing to have you. Jane, we really do thank you for offering such a wonderful perspective on using meditation in our lives, the benefits that can come from that, and all the wonderful things that you offer. So listeners, y'all, be sure to continue to show love for our guests by visiting their websites, checking out their social media. Jane has this Facebook group, which I will link all of her things that you can just click and go to. And, you know, if it's something that you'd like to do, even reach out to Jane and our other guests. And don't forget that you can always send me comments or questions by clicking on the link to send a little voice message to me, and I might just use it on one of my episodes. So y'all take care and be blessed. Thank you all for listening to Bell, Book, and Candle. You can follow Mella on Instagram and Facebook at BellBookCandleSC. That's Bell, B-E-L-L-E. Or become a patron at patreon.com forward slash BellBookCandle.